When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Are you fight song? Big one tomorrow in Iowa against the Hawkeyes. You think Jets Raiders are going to be a low scoring game? I think first one to six might win the Rutgers Iowa game tomorrow. It's the lowest over under. I think I did I see in college football history or something like that. I think it's like 27. That's unbelievable. What you know? You got two good defenses, two offenses that have, um, you know, still trying to figure things out in 2023. But nevertheless, may the best team win. Good opportunity for the boys if they could go into Iowa and get themselves their seventh victory of the season already with bowl eligibility secured. We shall see. But talking Jets, talking Giants, and you know, with the Giants here, I'll tell you, I know that some of you are probably still on the fence, right? Half of you probably are saying, well, you know. There's still eight more games left in the season. I want to go out there and at least enjoy something from my team. I want to see them win some games. But then the rest of you are saying, well, the year's over. There's nothing to gain from this season. It's all about one eye on 2024. And how are we going to be able to turn this thing around? Because it's been a nightmare. You know, all the scenarios that we talked about in the summer with the New York football giants. Well, you know, the schedule is a little bit tougher. Well, you know, they may not make the playoffs this year. All the things that we discussed to where it might not all roll in the Giants' favor. I don't think anybody could have envisioned it being this bad. It's almost borderline nightmarish with the injuries, with now the quarterback being down from the count. Because the one thing that I cautioned out the whole time was, look, if they're not going to be good, if they're going to miss the playoffs, at least if you have another good season from the quarterback – That's something that you can at least take solace in. And maybe it gives you a little bit more affirmation in that answer of, yeah, we got our guy. I think we finally got this one right. It took a while, but we're starting to see the best out of Daniel Jones. And that's maybe the most important piece of whatever program you're trying to build. If you have an answer to that question, that at least can save you a little bit of concern. But now I know if you don't have that. Because we've seen what happened here this season. And I don't know if you can look at any part of this football team, any player on this football team to where you say, yeah, that's, that's, that, 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 that's the answer. That's the guy we want forever. No. You're 2-7, and seven, soon to be worse. I mean, you tell me who's untouchable on this football team right now. Right? And with Daniel Jones specifically, if it continues on like this and they're going to be picking somewhere in the top five, which is a very, very distinct possibility right now, you're probably taking a quarterback, as they should. You know, five years is a long time for an NFL quarterback. Like, if we're sitting here saying that you don't know what you have yet for a guy who's maybe in year number three, what are you saying about a guy in year number five? Like, if you're still answering that question five years into a guy's career, then I think you've kind of answered that question, don't you? Right? If you still think that there are some... You know, some things that you would like to see improved upon. Well, if that's the case, then maybe he ain't the right guy. 
you know, and everybody likes Daniel Jones as a dude, and he works hard and team guy, but it's a bottom line business. It's a results oriented business. And nothing says that you got to wave goodbye to him. I know that it's a lot easier to get out from that contract after next season. So, what's the worst thing in the world if you go out there and draft a quarterback in the first round? Daniel Jones comes back, and you could even start Daniel Jones next year and let the rookie watch, let him learn. Because remember, every young quarterback that gets off to a bad start in their career and struggles, what do they say? Oh, he should have sat and watched, especially the ones that had to play from week one. Oh, he should sit and watch. Oh, he could have learned more on the sidelines. Well, you know what? You have that luxury, possibly. You don't have to throw that guy out there. Or... Why don't you go out there and let him battle it out during training camp and may the best guy win? If the rookie's the better player, then he starts week one. If Daniel Jones is maybe a little bit ahead of things, he starts. You got to also see how Daniel Jones' knee is going to be as well. Now coming off of this surgery, which doesn't help matters. But Daniel Jones is also going to be the type of guy that let's say at some point in time next season, if they're both on this team, if the rookie ultimately is the one who should be the quarterback, Daniel Jones is not going to complain. He's going to be a good teammate. Going to be on the sidelines. Might even help try to help the kid a little bit. Just like Eli Manning was for him once upon a time. It happens. It's the circle of life for an NFL quarterback. And last night's game, by the way, that snooze fest between the Panthers and the Chicago Bears, Bears doing the Giants a solid. Because with that Chicago win, Giants now have the third pick in the draft, as you and I are speaking right now. Just because Chicago beat Carolina. And believe it or not, the Giants could actually move up to the number two spot if they lose on Sunday, which we all know is going to happen. And Arizona beats the Atlanta Falcons. And Kyler Murray's coming back this week. You know, no, I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray fan in the world, but you know what? He's better than Clayton Toon. I'll give you that. So if those things happen, that's what you're rooting for as a Giant fan. A giant loss and an Arizona win this week. Then you could be waking up on Monday morning with the number two pick in the draft, possibly. Now, I don't know how many games the Giants are going to win the rest of the year. I mean, you look at the schedule. It's the NFL. There's probably a couple of opportunities that you point to and say, oh, well, you know, they could win that game. You know, you got New England coming in in a couple of weeks. They stink. You never know about that Eagle game, the last one of the season. If Philadelphia has everything wrapped up already, I mean, they might play dudes off the street that day. But the Giants have this problem, too, right now with their quarterback situation where you don't know where points are going to come from. Even though they have scored more offensive touchdowns than the Jets in the last two weeks, which is still hard to believe. The only question I have about the Giants this Sunday in Dallas is will they cover the number? Because it's a hefty number. It's the biggest number in the NFL this year. 16 and a half, 17 points. I mean... Yeah, in a perfect world, you think that the Cowboys aren't going to struggle too much, but that's a lot of points. That is a lot of points. And I think the other thing you want to look to if you're a fan, for the last eight weeks of this season, how does the locker room stay together? Will they stay together? Will there be any sort of fracturing? Because now it becomes a referendum on the head coach, right? The quarterback is out of the way. He's done. You're not going to see him the rest of the year. The other one you're keeping tabs on is the coach because I guarantee you, now all of a sudden, you're a Giant fan. You're asking yourself the question, do we have the right guy to be able to lead us for years to come? And I never thought in a million years 
that potentially we would have to have a conversation about Brian Dayball much to the same way you talked about somebody like Ben McAdoo once upon a time. Playoffs in the first year, second year all came crumbling down. I still believe in the head coach. I still have faith that they're going in the right direction. It's just hard to see through the trees right now because they're getting a little murky and it's a little dark. But I still think there's more good than bad. But this is going to be a big offseason for this team. And forget about the offseason. It's going to be a big final eight games because the crap that started to come out this week with Xavier McKinney and the comments he made, which I'm glad Wink Martindale addressed them right off the bat and spoke pretty candidly about that. Instead of just trying to, you know, dance around it and pretend that it didn't happen, that's healthy to me. You want to eliminate all the BS coming from the room. And so far, it looks like the Giants have answered that problem. But there's still eight more games to play. And there's probably going to be a lot more depressing Sundays than there are going to be good ones. Starting this week, because you got the Dallas Cowboys, who are coming off a real, real difficult loss in Philadelphia. A game that they were right there and had an opportunity but couldn't close, which is, we've seen that a lot from the Cowboys. Giants are undermanned. Cowboys whipped them pretty good in week number one. And they'd love nothing more to do than to do it again to take out their frustrations on this giant team. So how do they respond? That's going to be a big one. And again, if you're a Giant fan, maybe you're not worried about how they respond this week. You're perfectly content with them losing and trying to get that best draft pick possible. Reality is Giants aren't going to win a lot of games this year. But what's important is that they at least remain unified as best as possible. Because once all the crap starts coming out, that's when you have problems. Right? Part of Ben McAdoo's undoing is you had all that situation involving Eli and Geno Smith and how that thing was handled until it became a disgrace. And then they realized, you know what? We don't have leadership right now. The head coach is more than just an X's and O's guy. He's supposed to be the leader of the football team. I think so far, Dayball's done a good job. Let's see him keep it together over the final eight weeks. More so than even what's going to be reflected on that scoreboard. 800-919-3776. We'll get the football calls rolled up again. Grasso Show on a football Friday, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show. On 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Let us say hi to Peter in Connecticut, who is up next here on 98.7. Hello, Pete. How are you? Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. Good, Pete. What's up? Um, I definitely do agree with you that they have to draft a quarterback. Um, even, you know, like, if that's not the first round, if we end up winning some games and we have a uh, top 10 pick and we can't get one of the top guys, we still have to get a quarterback. And I think your idea about the two guys battling it out is really good because um, – Daniel Jones has proven he has issues uh, with sustainability and staying on the field. So even if he is the best guy to start, um, history has shown that he's going to get injured. Um, but the team needs more talent altogether. Like, uh, if you look at the team, uh, the wide receiver room is completely empty. I mean, one of the reasons why he keeps getting sacked is because he keeps not throwing the ball because he doesn't trust his receivers because he, they can't get open. So, um yeah, it, it's a, it's an issue, but I definitely do agree that uh, they have to get a quarterback. Either first, second round, whatever. But there needs to be a quarterback drafted next year. I'd be shocked if it wasn't one of the guys. If they are picking that high in the draft, Peter, you know, top three, top five, I'd be shocked if it wasn't one of those guys then. And I thank you for the phone call. But you're, you're right about the wide receivers. You know, I, I just got done talking about the Jets and their depth chart at wideout and how they at least have Garrett Wilson but everybody else is still searching for or they're searching for some help from anybody else. Giants don't even have a Garrett Wilson. Not even close. So yeah, no. that doesn't exactly do wonders for the quarterback. But at the same time, and Peter, thanks a lot for the phone call. At the same time, though, you're ultimately trying to find somebody who's going to be able to elevate the play of those around him. Right? The great ones find a way to make even players who are so-called average into really productive playmakers. Brady did it for so many years. Peyton Manning did it for so many years. Hell, even Aaron Rodgers did it for so many years. Out in Green Bay, look at the wide receivers that Patrick Mahomes has thrown to this year in Kansas City. Those aren't great players. Not even close to the guys that he had earlier in his career. You know, Tyreek Hill is gone. Yeah, he's got the great tight end, but still, as, as far as wide receiver goes, not a lot to choose from. The other thing about Jones is this. Peter brought up durability. Even before this latest episode with the ACL, once he missed a few games because of the neck issue, that worried me. Because that's not an injury that you just kind of glance over and say, oh, it's nothing, it'll heal. No, because this is the second time that he's had something with the neck. That's a serious thing that could mess you up for good once you're done playing football. It becomes quality of life type thing. So... That's also kind of a red flag when you're talking about him possibly sticking around for many years to come after this. I feel bad for him. It's not something he actively tried to set out and do, but that's the reality right now. Matthew's in Oceanside. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Matthew, how are you? First time, long time. What's up, Matt? What's going on? So I have a, um, I have a cool question. Uh, well, it's, it's a little crazy, but let's say, for example – for some reason, they don't like any of the quarterbacks in this draft. 
would you consider possibly trading for someone like a Justin Fields and then using that first-round draft pick on a Marvin Harrison? Well, what do you think the what do you think the Chicago it, let's just say if it is Justin Fields, what do you think the Chicago Bears are going to want for Justin Fields? Don't you well, think they're going to want well, a high I mean, pick for him? Well, if of course if the deal is right, but I mean I would assume what they probably want what uh fourth rounder maybe? Uh, fourth a guy who was taken with the second pick in the draft or whatever it was or, or a top 10 pick. You think that you're getting him for a fourth-round choice? I'm not so sure about that. Well, of course. I mean, I would think that, uh, of course, the deal would have to be right and everything. But I was just that's why I was just like, just a crazy thought, you know? I mean, well, I, 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 I know like, what you mean. You're trying to say, like, well, you know, let's try to go get a guy who at least has some NFL experience. I, I understand where you're going there, but I don't know if Fields is the right guy because, remember, his current team – isn't necessarily married to him long-term. And they're probably going to draft his replacement in the spring because they got a couple, of tr- uh, a couple of kicks at the can in the draft because they got that extra pick. So if they're looking to move on from him, that would at least give me a little bit of pause to saying that's the guy that I should be bringing in to solve my problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, here's the problem with the Giants right now, Matthew, and thanks for the phone call. Quarterback, we just talked about a few of them. Quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line how many holes does this team have right now right you satisfied with the secondary they have right now I'm not it's amazing to me and you don't really see this necessarily that often in the NFL it really is remarkable that we're talking about a team that won a playoff game last year right that was one of the last four still standing in the NFC that now suddenly is glaring with a talent deficiency in so many key spots, right? Like, how did they somehow manage to pull off what they did last year? It's remarkable, and that's why, you know what? Brian Dayball winning coach of the year, yeah, you know what? It's probably deserved, if the, as if there was any doubt. The coaching job that Dayball did last year is even more remarkable when you see what happened this season, Right? that there were probably a lot of flaws that they were masking. And, yeah, I know the easy schedule last year probably helped in that manner. Saquon having the season that he had last year probably helped. But from top to bottom, this team had a lot of things they needed to figure out. You know, I even made that comment at the end of the baseball season with the Mets. Two years ago, they won 101 games. Buck Showalter did a hell of a job managing that team, right? One manager of the year, and then they lost in the playoffs. And people were saying, well, same old Mets, same old Buck, can't win in the playoffs. But no, they come back the next season, and they look old, and they look slow, and they can't get out of their own way, and then some nights it looked like they never played baseball at all, period. And then they weren't a very good team. And then when they finally let Buck go at the end of the season, I looked back in hindsight and said, well, you know what? Maybe the job that Buck did managing this team two years ago in an odd way, kind of set him up for failure in year number two because the roster was a hell of a lot more flawed than we gave it credit for. And that might be the same thing happening right now with the football giants. You know, you look at just like the Jets and the Giants, for example. Jets have like man-to-man, mano-a-mano, top-to-bottom. Jets are a hell of a lot more talented team than the Giants are, just in terms of personnel. When they're healthy. 
remember, we weren't sold on this giant team coming into the season. A lot of people thought that they were a fluke in what they did last year. And that's why a coach is not a miracle worker. That eventually you got to get him some pieces. You know, Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time, everybody wants to give him that moniker. Well, how's that working out for him up there when he doesn't have any damn good football players? And not just Tom Brady. The other parts of that football team. The roster stinks. It's one of the least talented rosters in football. That's why they're 2-7. and seven. Griffin is in Connecticut. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Griff. How are you? Hello, Griff. Yeah, I'm right Griff, what's the matter? Are you being uh, tortured underwater or something? What's going on? No, 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 I'm not being tortured. We uh, just got we got home from the grocery store later, late today, so I was helping Dad bring some meat down to oh. the garage, and I forgot. Anything good at the grocery store tonight or no? No. <laughs> just pretty routine? Yep. Gotcha. What's on your mind? Um... First off, uh, I was going to talk about the Jets, but you were talking about the Giants, and I, I feel like you're 100% right. They had such a phenomenal year last year that these fans almost suspected that they were going to take a huge step forward. They didn't realize that this that it's re- that they're just that the roster that that they have is just not there yet that they're trying to get there. I don't disagree. And look, I mean, right out of the gates, they were given a stern test by the Cowboys. They got annihilated on their home field, and it just did not get better at any point of the season. And then the injuries started to stockpile, and then it became even worse. I mean, the Giants still got some work to do. It's not supposed to happen this quick. When you take over a franchise like Joe Shane and Brian Dayball did, Okay, given the struggles that they experienced prior to that, it's not supposed to all come together in one year like it did to where you make the playoffs, you win a playoff game. No, it's supposed to take a couple of seasons. Look at the Jets, right, when, when Robert Sala came in and, and, and he and Joe Douglas joined forces. 2021, they won four games. Last year, they won seven games. Got a little bit better, but it wasn't enough. This was the year where it was all supposed to come together. You went out and got the big quarterback. You had a talented team, and they're still now fighting their way through it, but... You know, the Giants, this is supposed to take a couple of years. You're not supposed to have the success like they did last year because reality will eventually set in, and that's what's happening for them in year two. Yeah. Um, about the, about the uh, Jets, Yeah, I'm, I'm almost sitting here rooting for the Jets Sunday night. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting them for just like I'm, I'll be rooting for my state Sunday too because I, there's no way, there's no way I want to have a show Monday and repeating the same thing over again over again or having this or having the same thing we've had over years and years before getting ready for the draft looking forward to the draft if the Jets can win this game they still have a chance to make the playoffs even though we don't know if they will if they win there's still a chance and then we there's something to talk about I don't want to have the same thing over and over and over again Griffin from your lips to God's ears, my friend. I don't think any of us want that to happen because you don't want this football season to t- slowly turn into what the baseball season was in this city, right? When did we say we, we were done talking about the Mets and the Yankees pretty much what, the middle of August for good, right? 
Is that what you want for the football season, to be done by Thanksgiving, to where the Jets or the Giants aren't even a story? That would be a nightmare. What are we going to talk about, the in-season tournament in the NBA? No thanks. What, are we going to sit here and play like Tankathon and where the Giants are going to be picking and sit there and analyze all the quarterbacks that are going to be in the draft in the top ten? No thanks. Aaron Rodgers and his rehab from the Achilles? We can sit there and chronicle that? No thanks. How about meaningful games in the month of December for a change, right? We had it with the Giants last year, kind of had it with the Jets, and then things went south. But can we at least get one of them? One of them playing games late into the season that means something? 800-919-3776. Butt will join us at 8, Jordan Renan at 830. We'll continue with the calls, and I want to get into a little bit of the baseball stuff when we come back and the fallout from the Brian Cashman comments because there's been something that's kind of stayed with me for the last couple of days in between all the bleeps and the obscenities that he used out there in Arizona. We'll talk about that next. Grasa Show, 98.7 ESPN. Have you- this is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you really expect a big offseason for your baseball team? Right? Because if I hear that, it tells me we like what we're doing, one. We like the team that we have, too. And I don't really think that we have to make many changes. And if that's the mentality that you're going to take with you into the offseason, if you're the New York Yankees, well, you know what? As a fan, I don't know what to tell you. Because anybody looks at this team right now and thinks that they got it all figured out and that they're in a good spot going into 2024, 
you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. Because a funny thing happened along the way over the last 12 months or so. First and foremost, the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, Baltimore goes out there and wins over 100 games this year. And as I said all season long, and I'm going to keep saying it, if there's one team I could buy some stock in for the next five years in that division, it's the Baltimore Orioles. Okay, they're going to run the AFC, or the AFC, the AL East. The Tampa Bay Rays are always going to be good. They're always going to figure this thing out. They won how many games last year? And they had how many guys go under the knife starting pitchers to have Tommy John surgery? And yet they just keep on keeping on. They always find a way. There's no excuses. And they do it at a fraction of the payroll that most of these other teams do. Toronto is a little bit like... They kind of have like an L.A. Chargers type of deal to them. Like the Blue Jays might be the Chargers of baseball to where they have a lot of talent on paper, but they never get the results that maybe they should for whatever the reason. And then you have the Boston Red Sox, who may or may not wake up one day and decide that, hey, we're the Boston Red Sox, and we're going to go back to spending money and acting like we are a big market team. But Craig Breslow is now the guy there who's running baseball ops. Is he going to be that much different from Heim Bloom? Is he going to be that much in the ear of ownership to convince them to open up their checkbooks and to put a little capital back into that on-field product? But back to the Yankees, okay? That's just their own division. That's who they're going to have to contend with on a year-in, year-out basis. And they've got some work to do. You know, everybody wants to talk about Otani, and Otani's not coming here, okay? He's not. But even the Juan Soto talk over the last few days. Okay, that's great. Go get Juan Soto. Juan Soto's going to help. I'm not telling you he's not, but... You're going to be able to pay the price that you want to get a Juan Soto? Because the Yankees have been very reluctant over the years to parting ways with top prospects. And it's going to cost you several of them to go get Juan Soto. And oh, by the way, you're not trading for Juan Soto to keep him here as a one-year rental. Then you're going to have to pay him an exorbitant amount of money. Okay? So much so that Garrett Cole, who makes, what, $324 million? Aaron Judge makes $300-plus million. Those guys are probably going to have to go ask for a handout from Juan Soto after he gets his free agent contract. Yankees have enough in the payroll to have three super price guys? Not so sure about that. Even Cody Bellinger is a free agent. And by the way, Cody Bellinger, I think, would fit splendidly in a Yankee uniform. Splendidly. All kidding aside, I'm being serious. Solves your problem in center field. Can also pinch in at first base if need be. Left-handed bat. His dad played here for crying out loud, so he's somewhat familiar with the way things are over here. But he's also somebody that is going to cash in. And he's only 28 years old. I mean, MLB Rumors, which is pretty good. I don't know if you guys check out that site. That's a pretty good site when it comes to forecasting what contracts are going to be for certain players. I mean, they got Cody Bellinger getting a 12-year contract from somebody for a lot of money. Now, Bellinger is a guy who the previous two seasons looked like he had lost his way. He looked like a diminished player. He looked like a guy whose career might be on the way out. A far cry from somebody who won the MVP just three, four years ago. But then last season, he goes to Chicago on a one-year deal, boops up his stock a little bit more, and now all of a sudden, he's one of the hottest commodities in free agency. And good for him. You know, he was dealing with a shoulder issue those previous couple of seasons in L.A. It zapped him of basically everything, stayed healthy last year for the most part, and now he's back to looking like an MVP player. 
That's the guy I think the Yankees should go target. They're going to have enough cash to be able to get it done. We shall see. But, oh, by the way, that's not enough either. You know, we're spending time talking about all these position players and stuff that the Yankees are going to get. Excuse me for a second. What is the rotation going to look like? You convinced with the rotation? I mean, Cole is Cole. You don't worry about Cole. He's fine. But you still got Rodon on the books now for, what, five, six more years? And what type of player are you going to get there? Because last season could not have been more of a disaster for a player coming to this city. On the field, off the field, you name it. Are you 1,000% convinced that you're just going to snap your fingers and pretend that last year didn't happen for Carlos Rodon and a guy who dealt with injuries way before the Yankees ever gave him that contract? All of a sudden, that's going to write itself? I'm not sure about that. What to make of Nestor Cortez? Last year was a complete wash for him. We've really only seen him have one really good season. And then as an encore, after he absorbed a career high in workload in 2022, comes back this year and he couldn't lift his arm for the most part. How is that going to play out moving forward? And then Michael King, Clark Schmidt, fine. I'd say you give one of those guys a spot in your starting rotation, not two. And now you're hearing stuff that they're even talking about maybe a reunion with Frankie Montas. Like, really? We're going back there? Frankie Montas, who gave you nothing and was maybe one of the most trade or one of the worst trades that Brian Casper's ever made? You're really going there? So that's my point. They think that this team is good, they like the direction they're going. Right? They've supposedly minimized the analytics. They've got the largest pro scouting department in baseball. It's funny. I wouldn't brag about that stuff after some of the trades you've been making. Right? You want to rave about your scouting department? Well, how's that working out for you? Hmm? That's one I would keep on the down low, if you ask me. So, yeah, I don't know if that was meant to be a rallying cry to get the fans all fired up about what could be during the hot stove season for the Yankees, I took it another way. I took it as beware. 800-919-3776. Your calls when we return. And then we got Buttle coming up at 8 to talk Jets. Grass the show till 9 on this Football Friday, 98.7 ESPN. Is that a shocker to you guys? Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 